Thank you for listening to The Leader. We're here every day at 4pm with news, analysis and interviews from one of the country's most trusted newsrooms. Subscribe to make sure you get us every day and we'd love it if you rated and shared us too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Boris Johnson's been called a coward by care homes, but Downing Street is not backing down. Instead, what they're doing is they're saying that what he said had a completely different meaning, as though it never happened, which is ironic considering one of the charges against the Prime Minister is that he's trying to rewrite history. Our political editor Joe Murphy on the fallout from the PM's claim that homes didn't really follow coronavirus procedures. And... All three of these pubs have mentioned that they're tracing the customers, they're in touch with people who came in, and they've put out their warnings. And not only that, but they've immediately shut down. They're not taking the risk. Go London editor David Ellis after three pubs shut down just days after reopening. Will it shake the public's confidence? Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, how the government's apparently claiming Boris Johnson didn't really say the thing everyone heard him say. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Care homes and COVID-19. For months, this has been a story of what was done, what wasn't, and what should have been. Accusatory fingers have been pointed at a government that's said to have failed to protect workers and those in their care. Now Boris Johnson appears to have pointed one back, saying... We discovered uh, too many care homes uh, didn't really follow the procedures in the way that they, they could have, but we're learning lessons the whole time. The National Care Forum says those comments are hugely insulting. The chief executive of the Community Integrated Care Charity says the PM is cowardly. Our editorial column says the government needs to start accepting it didn't get everything right. When the Prime Minister tries to explain away his handling of coronavirus, he immediately crashes into trouble, as he has done by claiming that too many care homes didn't really follow the procedures, with the result that thousands of people died. 
That piece of shameless buck-passing has rightly attracted the scorn it deserves. We know Britain's response to coronavirus went wrong. We also know this isn't all the fault of politicians. The scientific advice at the start was uncertain, for instance. Other countries have seen the crisis hit care homes badly, too. Even ones with well-funded systems, such as Sweden. But it is no good the PM blaming the homes. They were let down. At some point, the government will have to start accepting that things have gone wrong over the last few months. But make a virtue of its determination now to get them right. Well, our political editor Joe Murphy is here. Joe, one care home provider has accused the Prime Minister of an absolute travesty of leadership. Is the government surprised by how Boris Johnson's words have been taken? I don't think the government is surprised at all. And its reaction today is not rowing back on the Prime Minister's comments. They're leaving them hanging there. Instead, what they're doing is they're saying that what he said had a completely different meaning, as though it never happened, which is ironic considering one of the charges against the Prime Minister is that he's trying to rewrite history in a more favourable way. Well, here we have Alok Sharma on a media round this morning saying the Prime Minister said something that is totally different to what he actually said. The Prime Minister said too many care homes didn't follow procedures properly. And Alok Sharma says the Prime Minister said he had full support for care homes and uh, nobody really knew what the best procedures were for a virus that could hide under the cloak of invisibility of asymptomatic symptoms. But that strategy doesn't seem to have worked, at least with care homes themselves. He's been branded cowardly, as we've written in the headline on the front page of the Evening Standard today. There's been a torrent overnight continuing today of really quite hurt feelings from care home bosses um, who have, after all, shouldered one of the biggest burdens of the pandemic, which is that they have lost their residence. And if you work in a care home, that's like losing a member of your family um, because they do work very closely. These are not figures in a list. These are real people that you get very close to in a care home. And, of course, they also feel, um, and I've got a lot of sympathy for this view, that they were the poor relations of the whole pandemic. People who didn't get the same quality PPE as hospitals got, who didn't get tests, um, and who were really forced to to do very close-up work with less protection than a lot of hairdressers are currently using. Could this, though, be quite a short-lived row because Rishi Sunak is going to be in the Commons tomorrow making more announcements and that'll take over the front pages, won't it? It may well take over the front pages for a day but it's not this care homes business is not going to go away for two reasons. One is that Keir Starmer has probably got his list of questions written now based on the um, extraordinary comments that you referred to by Mark Adams of one of the care home charities or he could choose comments by lots of other people. But you said cowardly, travesty of leadership is another. And secondly, because at some stage, probably towards the fag end of the pandemic, the Prime Minister will announce a public inquiry into it. And as things stand, the great sort of outstanding event of the pandemic of mistakes or wrongness in the response, not necessarily apportioning blame here, 
is the tragic death toll in care homes so much greater than everywhere else. We tried to cocoon our elderly people, but for one reason or another, we ended up cattling them, and 20,000, possibly 30,000, died as a result of that. Next. Think about the pubs in the country. There are tens of thousands, something around 60,000 pubs. But to say that three have come out, three's not so bad, is it really? Go London editor David Ellis and why it's still safe to go to the pub as three shut down just days after lockdown was lifted. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The bars of England came back to life last weekend as landlords welcomed customers back after months of lockdown. This was the atmosphere in an open-air venue in Brixton. But for three pubs, the joy for patrons and publicans alike has been somewhat short-lived. The Lighthouse in Burnham-on-Sea, the Fox and Hounds in Batley and the Village Home in Gosport have all had to temporarily close again after customers tested positive for coronavirus. The Evening Standards Go London editor David Ellis joins me. And David, will this worry the industry at all? I think that there will be some in the industry, just as there will be some in the public, who do take this as a warning sign. But I think for a lot of the industry, they'll take it as a heartening sign that their colleagues have really been paying attention. All three of these pubs have mentioned that they're tracing the customers, they're in touch with people who came in, and they've put out their warnings. And not only that, but they've immediately shut down. They're not taking the risk. I think that's a really important thing for people to take away from this. It's not as if three pubs were discovered to have said that they'd had corona and were trying to get away with it. They're being very upfront because I think from a lot of people that I've spoken to in hospitality over the last couple of days, they realise there's not really a second chance. They need to get this right. And if they don't, there's a risk that we go back into lockdown, which I think for the vast majority of people is something that they don't want. And also, if it were to happen, would have an enormous impact on... What's the third largest employer in the country when you consider hospitality at large? And that, that has ongoing effects for, I mean, potentially decades. Yeah, I took a, a wander to a couple of bars on Saturday in East London just to really kind of have a look around because it was quite a historic day and I wanted to see what it looked like. And I was surprised that in one of the bars I walked into, I was almost immediately grabbed by the arm at the entrance by someone saying, no, no, we have to have your name we have to have your mobile number just in case something happens. And I got the impression that everywhere was taking everything quite seriously. Was that reflected across the rest of London too? 
So interestingly, I was in Soho, and of course, people will have seen countless photos of the streets being very crowded. Uh, and I was in a pub on Dean Street, the, the French house, it's a very famous pub, and the French was busy. But as I came in, and I know some people there, no, you can't come in, there's not a table, why don't you come back a little bit? And I was like, great, okay, they're observing. And as people came in, lots of regulars in that pub, it's that kind of place, people going for hugs, staff know, all elbows, if they were doing that at all. And a lot of them were just saying, it's so lovely to see you, but I really can't. And then tables were distanced out. There was hand sanitizer for everyone. And the, the respect for people's space felt like it was a key priority for, for the workers there. I popped into a restaurant at the end of the evening, just a further up uh, the road. And I said to the guy running it, I said, have you actually been taking addresses? And he said, of course. Like, I have to. I only have 25 covers. If something goes wrong here, I need to be able to get in touch with everyone who was in. And I was really impressed because part of me, when I saw those guidelines come out, thought, surely places won't actually adhere to this. But I think, again, that idea that they really don't want to get this wrong has meant that many restaurants and bars are actually really sort of digging in and doing it properly. And comparatively, given the number of bars that opened at the weekend, is it surprising that only three have now closed down. Yeah, I mean, think about the pubs in the country. There are tens of thousands, something around 60,000 pubs. For, of course, not all of them reopened. But to say that three have come out, I think that is such a tiny, tiny figure that it does really need to be taken into account. Of course, it makes a good headline. Pubs have to close immediately. But then you read and you go, three? Three's not so bad, is it really? And I, as far as I'm aware, I've not heard of anything from the countless thousands of restaurants that have reopened up either. Uh, and I think when you consider that together, I think it really says something about the fact that most places were fine. You're the editor of Go London, David. Mm -hmm. What else is there to do that isn't going to the pub? It's all about if you feel comfortable and if you want to go out. But there are other things that you can do. The London Zoo has been open for a while. I know they've got very strict measures. Kew Gardens. We have some uh, galleries opening up. Obviously, commercial galleries have been open for a while, so you can go around. But the National Gallery is leading the way this week, which I think is fantastic. I was in the cinema, actually, on Sunday. I went to the Everyman in Hampstead. I don't have a huge TV at home, but I didn't think that just seeing it on a big screen would be such an impactful experience. It was strangely moving just to be there with other people. There was a palpable sense of excitement. People were having Aperol spritz and sort of really just enjoying being out there. And I thought, gosh, it really is an idea that we, we've just missed being out with other people. And, you know, of course, everyone was sat two seats away from each other. All the staff, again, were wearing their masks. Everything was delivered off a tray. You weren't having too much contact. There is lots now that is opening up across London. Um, and I think they're, they're sort of following that guidance quite carefully as well. You can get more ideas for what to do, whether it's the pub or not, with our Go London site. You'll find that at standard.co.uk forward slash go. And that's the leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Listener.